You are listening to Supporting Supporters, a Change to Chill podcast. This is a free mental well-being resource offered by Alina Health. My name is Tanya Freeman. I'm a licensed psychologist and regional lead psychologist with Alina Health. These podcast episodes are aimed with the goal of providing quick, tangible resources and information from Alina Health mental health providers on a range of mental health topics relevant to day-to-day lives of the listener. We invite you to join us in any way you please, whether you sit back and kick your feet up, or as you engage in movement, your daily commute, or as you prepare for your day. However you choose to join us, we welcome you and we honor your time. Hi everyone, my name is Tanya Freeman. I am an early lifespan primary care psychologist with Alina Health, and I want to start by thanking you for listening to our podcast, where we are hopeful to cultivate a space to give back to you, our teachers who are day in and day out serving our next generations in a time of so much uncertainty. I first want to thank you for showing up today. This podcast project is especially meaningful to me as a first-generation scholar of higher education. Without teachers who supported, motivated, and cared for me, I certainly would not be where I am today. And for that, I will forever be grateful. Because of those teachers, I myself have become a lifelong learner, and I strive to find opportunities to give back and serve in unique ways. I value your time and I feel honored that you have chosen to spend a few minutes with me for you, your students, your family, your community, as without filling your cup, it is significantly more difficult to serve others, even if serving others fills your cup. As I honor your time, I will dive right into this topic on working with the family who is ready and wanting to partner. I have four topics in this episode. Topic one, connection. Topic two, why is partnering important? If the parents are supportive, do they even need me? Topic three, what barriers are there to family involvement? And topic four, what might this look like? Feel free to pause, take notes, listen to this however you would like to come back in chunks. That's just an outline of what this is going to look like. So let's dive right in. Topic one, connection. Throughout my podcast episodes on communicating and collaborating with the family, you may hopefully start to notice a theme of connection. As hardwired social beings, connection is a foundational principle. Brene Brown, researcher, social worker, podcast host, and author, defines connection as the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued when they can give and receive without judgment, and when they derive sustenance and strength from the relationship. Connection is also defined as one of the most important components to effective leadership. I highlight this importance of connection for multiple reasons, particularly because it is foundational to collaboration, support, and fostering working relationships, whether there is tension or passion, hope, or hopelessness. Topic two, why is partnering important? If the parents are supportive, do they really need me? With the power of connection in mind, teachers, schools, and families have unique opportunities and roles to play in connecting together to foster nourishing environments that promote positive development, social skills, and academic performance. 
When parents and teachers work together as partners, they create important opportunities for children to develop emotional, behavioral, social, and academic skills that can and will serve throughout their entire lifespan. While this may sound like a lot of pressure, if a family is ready to partner, it can be so small as making the initial connection with the family, developing forms for ongoing communication, for example, sending notes home, emails, monthly calls, conferences, at an identified and agreed upon frequency, so that all partners feel involved, supported, and heard. Consider times where you have attended a meeting with a lot of ideas and passion, but left either without opportunity to speak up in the meeting or left feeling as though your ideas were minimized or altogether vetoed. It's a defeating feeling, and while it can invigorate some to increase passion, it often exaggerates feelings of loneliness, hopelessness, worthlessness, and decreases the likelihood of continuing to show up in that particular context. We can use this information to instead promote and foster working relationships with families and educators where education is viewed as a shared responsibility between the family and educators. Think of families who hear your input, put it into action, and you see visible evidence from the student that the family is doing the work at home. This is what we are aiming for. But without building these connections and having clear communication, there are often blurred lines and unmet expectations from both parties. The responsibility is then no longer shared and blame, shame, and guilt can creep in. The biggest issue here is the person most affected is the student. And then they often become identified as the messenger and communicator between parties. While we want the student involved, we want to support the student and not place them in a position of serving as the deliverer of difficult communication. There are numerous benefits of educator-family partnerships identified across diverse socioeconomic, linguistic, cultural, and ethnic backgrounds, and the goal would be to provide opportunities for families in an equitable manner. Topic three, what are barriers to family involvement? While it may be easy to view non-engagement as a resistant or uninterested family system, it's important we consider potential barriers to involvement. Across the research, the following are identified as common barriers to family involvement. Busy work schedules that do not align with offered opportunities for involvement. Difficulty with childcare needs for all children in the family system. Difficulties getting a hold of school staff. Worries about how teachers may respond to the child if parents raise concerns to the school. Not yet established trust with the school or staff. Involvement opportunities have not been widely presented. Unclear guidance on how to best communicate with the school. Feeling as an outcast within the school system. Challenges with transportation. And stories of distrust within the district. With all these potential barriers comes opportunities for engagement that can potentially be addressed on both system-wide levels and family-specific communication. They are all important to consider as well as potential barriers you can think of within your particular school system. By identifying these obstacles, we can develop ways to improve communication and engagement and decrease ruptures between family and school partnerships 
which ultimately serves the best interest of the student, the family, and school system as a whole. Topic four, what might this look like? Partnering with families will likely look unique dependent on the family. There are ways though to provide general engagement options while allowing for flexibility and unique circumstances. We will keep in mind providing several options and opportunities with an equity lens. Some options include having clear opportunities for families to get their voices heard. This could look different dependent on your preferences, classroom size, and classroom situation. Examples might be monthly emails, monthly survey links, or having an online portal where families can submit real-time feedback. This might be using plain terms and concise communication to make information feasible and clear to everyone. Having frequent Teams meetings to ensure biases and assumptions are not impacting the child and family involvement. Offer flexibility and variety for parent involvement. So for example, considering options to register to volunteer online or in person. Have before and after school involvement options for those parents who work hours that don't allow for school daytimes, and then highlight these options in advance for after school activities. Offer supplemental resources and a variety of formats for parents to stay involved and support out of classroom learning. This might look like social media updates, in-person or virtual workshops, or school bulletins. You can offer a variety of parent-teacher communication options, and consider using online tools to keep parents informed. As you can see here, there are endless opportunities that can be both on small scale or large involvement to offer variety and flexibility dependent on teacher, school, and parent characteristics. The main goal is to offer clear and concise opportunities for all with a variety of options to maximize equity to involvement and facilitate connection and collaboration. While the opportunities for partnering with families are wide and large, and we certainly did not address all feasible options, my hope is that this episode facilitated brainstorming on how connecting with families can enhance your classroom and what supports, if any, you may need from your school. Thank you for all that you do for our students and community at large. I cherish your work and I honor your time. See you in a future episode, Dr. Freeman. On behalf of Alina Health and Change to Chill, we thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. We do hope you enjoyed this episode, and we hope that you join us in other episodes covering even more interesting topics with mental health providers. As always, you can find the show notes and any accompanying research and tools at the Change to Chill website at www.changetochill.org. In health and in wellness, take care and see you next time.